Hey guys, it's Melissa here from MelissaOatman.com. Welcome to Awaken Your Inner Awesomeness, a daily podcast devoted to spirituality and self-help. If you're new, I want to welcome you. If you're returning, welcome back. So today I want to talk to you all about this one simple idea, and that idea is that you were meant to sparkle. So what does that mean? I mean, it sounds like a really stupid little saying, what does it mean you were meant to sparkle? Well, what I mean by that is your life was not meant to be something that's just ordinary. So if you're in one of those places where you feel like you get up every day and you do the same thing over and over again, and it just feels like there should be more to life than this, then this podcast is for you. And even if you're not feeling that right now, because we all go through stages where we feel a certain way, even if you're not feeling that right now, this podcast is still for you because I'm putting a question out there. And the question that I'm posing to you guys today and that I really want you to contemplate on is are you really putting yourself out there in life? Are you really putting yourself out there in life or are you just playing it safe? The whole you were meant to sparkle idea to me means that we're standing out in life. And it's pretty hard to stand out in life and to sparkle if you're always playing it safe. And I know you know what I'm talking about because this is how I used to be. I, when I was in school, would pick the desk that was not the very last one, but towards the back so that I would not be seen and I didn't have to raise my hand and I didn't have to be called on. That was when I was in high school. When I was in college, that all changed. And I would sit in the front desk. And even when I first started working out, when I would go to Zumba, I would go to like the very last row so that you couldn't see me and I couldn't see myself in the mirror. And I ended up being one of those people who would go to the front row, get there early so I could be in the front row, be by the mirror because I was having so much fun and wanted to be more a part of what was going on, that I wanted to stand out. I wanted to sparkle, right? I really wanted to have a good time. And that's a big change and adjustment going from cowering and being in the back to really standing out. But it is something that is so important to enjoy life and to actually experience life. I remember that before I went through my spiritual awakening, I would wake up every single day and go, there has to be more to life than just this. Like, I feel like it's Groundhog's Day and I'm living the same day over and over again. So I decided to work with a coach. I took a spiritual boot camp class that kind of gave me the tools to get myself in gear. And I decided that I needed more than that. You know, I needed more than just this class. I needed to work with someone. I needed my own coach. And without that coach, I wouldn't have realized that my life had a purpose and it was much deeper than what I was really experiencing. And it was through that coaching experience that she said, what do you really want to do? Like if there was something that you really wanted to do, always wanted to do it, but fear has stopped you, what is it? And that was when it came up that I wanted to write a book and I wanted to have a podcast because my sister and I, You're going to laugh because we were nerdy, but when we were little, we used to play with a tape recorder 
we had a, I had a stereo like tape deck and I would pretend to interview her and she would pretend like she was some celebrity that I was interviewing on my radio show. And we have recordings somewhere of us. I'll have to try to dig those out sometime. We have a recording of us, me interviewing this fake celebrity, you know, back and forth. So as far back as I can remember, I've always loved interviewing people. I've always loved talking to people. I mean, my my aunt is like, yeah, you were made for that. You just when you were little, you just used to talk people's heads off, and you always wanted a microphone. So this was nothing nothing new for me. I it's just it was hidden, and I had forgotten about this passion that I had long had. So without working with a coach, I never would have gotten to that point where I said, oh, I want to try this. And sometimes you try things and they're a success and sometimes not. And when I first recorded my podcast, it wasn't like an overnight sensation where people were like, you're amazing. That did not happen. I had like five people listening and then 10 people. And with each new person, I personally saw it as a success. Some people might look at that and go, I only have 10 people and I just want to quit. I saw it as I have one more person today than I did yesterday. That's a win. So perspective is all a part of it, too. We have to really look at, you know, what is a win for us? Sometimes a win, I have to share this story, and my listener, Ginger, might, she might uh, call me out for it and, and get mad at me, but I, she's so funny and so cute. She sent me a message after one of my podcasts about putting yourself out there. I did before, and she said she tried a new restaurant, and it was amazing. And she never would have done that before she listened to the podcast. And it's something that little, somebody might be like, yeah, that's, is that a big deal? It is a big deal. It's a really big deal to somebody who steps out of their comfort zone. To me, when I was in high school, it was a huge deal to go up and talk to somebody I did not know. I was so shy and socially awkward. It was one of those, and I know some of you are like, what? No, that really was me. And in fact, people now that I went to high school with, they tell my sister, I thought your sister was such a snob because she never talked to anybody. It wasn't that I didn't want to. It was that I was so afraid of saying the wrong thing or doing the wrong thing or looking stupid or looking foolish. And it wasn't until college that I got over that really quickly. And the reason, and not quickly, but I got over it because I realized that my whole experience would be better if I actually got to know people and had people to talk to. And sometimes you had to talk to people so they could help you if you needed to borrow notes or whatever. So I had to force myself to learn how to talk to people and not be too shy. And I can see in my daughter the same things, like, oh, she took after me in that. But it's something you can fix. It's something you can work on. And so maybe your little win is deciding that you're going to go up and start a conversation with someone that you've never talked to before. That's a big thing, especially if you have social anxiety, and a lot of people do. But what is it that really is holding you back? What have you always wanted to do, but you just haven't done it? For some people, it's changing careers. Some people, it's going back to school. For some people, it's leaving that toxic, abusive relationship that you know you should have left a long time ago, but you just haven't had the strength or the courage to do it. For some people, it's putting themselves out there and dating. This I also can identify with. Once you've been hurt, it's scary, and you're like, I don't ever want to do this again. 
But I've worked with coaching clients before who said to me, like, I don't ever want to put myself out there again and I just want to spend the rest of my life alone because I don't want to get hurt again. And when we dug deeper, I'm like, do you really want to be alone for the rest of your life? And then, you know, the, the emotions came out and was, no, I don't, but I'm afraid of getting hurt. And I said, okay, that's totally understandable. That's normal. Most people feel that way, but we have to get past that. And that's what like coaching really helps you do is to move past those blockages and those limiting beliefs. When I say limiting belief, that's really, it's a term that most of us in the spiritual world know or the self-help world know. But a limiting, limiting belief is anything you believe about yourself that isn't true and it's holding you back. And it's usually based on fear and your ego getting in the way. So for example, if you wanna really get out there and start dating, you might tell yourself, I am not pretty enough, or I am not talented enough. No one's going to be interested in me. I'm not an interesting person. And those are all lies that you've told yourself, where you have allowed other people to get in your head and make you believe things that are not true. And we were talking about this too, because I have a client who's trying to leave a manipulative relationship. And in working with her, she talked about these feelings she kept having about herself. And I said, where are those feelings coming from? And what we realized was that the toxic ex was feeding her these lies and she was eating it up like soup, right? Or like ice cream. She was just taking it in and then making it her own belief. But it didn't come from her. And she never felt that way before this person. This person was manipulating her emotionally into believing that she was not good enough, not smart enough, would never find anyone else, that she was lucky to have this person. When she told me that that person said that, like, you're lucky that you found someone like me, I was like, oh my gosh, I cannot even believe. I mean, I know people say things like that, but it's just unbelievable when you hear it. And I said, listen to what you're saying. Do you really think that's true? So these lies we tell ourselves, that we allow ourselves to believe about ourselves, we have to learn how to let go of them and how to rewrite the stories about ourselves. And one of the ways you do that is by taking risks. Because when you take a small risk and it turns out really to be successful, that's a huge win and it makes us feel so much better. And let me tell you, let me explain what I mean by that. Let's say for example, that you have social anxiety and you never want to talk to anyone because you're afraid that they're going to give you a weird look or they're going to, you know, not say anything back to you. Well, let's say you push past that and you ask the person maybe you work with that you never talk to, you just strike up a conversation. You say, hey, how was your weekend? Did you do anything fun? And they start really talking back to you and you realize that you're both into the same things and the conversation is really fun and she's like, hey, I will talk to you later. And you end up making like a new acquaintance. Well, isn't that a huge win? And let's say that the opposite happens. Let's say you go and you talk to the person. You say, how was your weekend? And they're like, fine, and walk away. Well, you didn't lose anything. You tried. But more, more likely than not, that person is actually going to stop and hold a conversation with you. And you're going to feel a huge win from that. And that's what we're going for. Or... Let's say that you decide you want to go back to school. Putting a plan of action in place 
saying, what am I going to do first? First, I'm going to do my research and look into the program. Then I'm going to look at the different schools. A lot of people get stuck in that, oh, it costs so much, and that's where they stop, or it's going to be a lot of time, and that's where they stop. And I would counter to you, I don't know why we live in this society where people think you have to do everything yesterday. You don't have to completely enroll in a course and do the whole thing all at once and get in the program. You can, of course, that's what most people do. But for me, when I went back to school to get my teaching degree, I didn't jump in and take 15 courses at once because I knew I couldn't. Number one, I couldn't afford it. And number two, I didn't have the time to do it. So I took classes, one or two classes at a time. I could pay for it that way because I can make payments and it wasn't super expensive doing that. And I had time to work on it. And it took me a little bit longer because they were like, you can knock this out in one semester. And I was like, no, I know that would be probably in the long run, maybe it would be better, but I don't want to bite off that much. Like you don't have to eat the whole elephant as the saying goes, take one bite at a time. I didn't want to overwhelm myself. So I just took one class. I started with one class, paid for that, and to even see if this is something I really wanted to do. But making a plan of action kind of keeps you accountable for what you're doing. And so you can make a plan that you're going to, every day, do one thing that takes action towards your goal. Because this is going to do two things. Number one, when you have a plan of action, and you make a plan that tomorrow I'm gonna call schools or I'm gonna look up schools, it holds you accountable to doing something. But number two, it's also giving energy to the universe of I'm very serious about this and I really wanna make this change in my life. And again, it's kind of an empowering feeling to be like, hey, I'm taking control of my life and I'm taking charge and I'm actually doing something to take action. And there are a lot of things we can do in our lives to take action. If you're feeling like blah, which we all get sometimes, sometimes even just picking a room and saying, okay, I'm going to declutter this area and I'm going to do something to spruce up the decorations in this area. It sounds dumb. Those of you listening are like, that doesn't really help. It does. When we first went on quarantine, I was working from home and I was in my house all the time. And I was like, you know, I don't like the way my bathroom looks. So I'm like, I'm gonna tackle this room. So I went through, I went through the whole cabinet and I threw away all of the, you know, you always have the half used bottles of products that you never really use, but they get stuck back there anyway. Threw all that stuff away. So I decluttered, I cleaned up the bathroom and I thought, you know what, these walls look really bare. I don't like this. I'm gonna get some stuff and I'm gonna decorate it. So I turned it into more of like a beach-themed bathroom since that's the place where I like to relax when I take a bath at night. And even just doing that one little task, it, didn't, it took like a day or two, made me feel so much better. So you can declutter. Sometimes getting rid of that bad negative energy from all the stuff we're no longer using but we're holding on to makes us feel better. Or make a self-care plan. Like, uh, you know, life's been feeling like a struggle lately. I'm really, I don't know, I don't know what to do. I'm going to do something for myself. I just did this yesterday. I was supposed to take a trip to New York with my sister. We were just going to do a girl's trip. And because of COVID and my mom having surgery and everything, we canceled the trip. 
And I was a little disappointed, but I thought, okay, we'll use it later. And lately, I've just been so tired and everything's just been overwhelming. And I said, how about spring break? My sister said, yeah. I said, let's go to the beach. I really need to go to the beach. So we decided to, you know, we're going to look at this. And last night we got together. It's like, should we book this? Should we do that? I'm like, just let's do it. Let's just do it. We're not going to give ourselves excuses of maybe or should we. Or, but like, let's do it. We need a plan of action. So we did. We called my dad. And we said, okay, we're going to come take a beach vacation. We're not going to be far from you if you want to come and see us. And he's like, yeah, that would be great. So we took the step. We booked the airfare. And that was the first step. You know, some people will be like, well, now we have to have the hotel. Now we have to do this. You don't have to do it all in one step. We just, we booked the airfare. We're like, okay, we have this down. Next, we're going to look for the hotel. So make a plan. Have the plan ready. And if, if your life is maybe not what you're wanting it to be because of financial reasons, then make a plan with that. And again, a step-by-step plan. So number one, maybe you need a budget. Number two, download the Fetch app. I have this app on my phone, and every time I go to the store, all I do is take a picture of my receipt, and it gives me points. And for, I don't know, a couple thousand points, you can buy Amazon points for, like, Amazon dollars. And so, like, I got, like, $6 on Amazon. I mean, it's free. It's free money. So it's another way of also kind of looking at how much you're spending and what you're spending, you know, maybe prioritize things like getting a list of what your bills are and then slowly paying things off. That's going to make you feel better. It really is. Also making a list for gratitude. Sometimes putting aside things and saying what we're grateful for helps us to feel better about things. And if you're feeling like, I need to leave this relationship, I tell people this too. Some people... They can leave like cold turkey. And that works for those people. It doesn't work for everybody. And I always say you don't have to build Rome in a day. You don't have to do everything all at once. Again, make a plan. Reach out. I told someone, another client the other day who had a toxic relationship. I said, reach out and find groups, support groups of other women who are going through the same thing you are because you can get some amazing advice and they can encourage you and help you to really keep your strength up. And if they've been through it, they probably have some amazing advice for you. So take your steps. You know, step number one is I'm going to find a support group. Step number two is I'm going to start putting money back to be able to afford living on my own. Whatever it is, step number three, I'm going to call around to... Uh, attorneys for a divorce or whatever. Whatever you have to do, again, you don't have to do it all at once. It's all about making a plan and taking that first step because we can't live a life where we sparkle if we're standing in the shadows in that comfort zone, not doing anything, not going anywhere, not trying anything. And if you really want to sparkle You've got to take a risk on yourself and you have to invest in yourself. And investing in yourself means that you put time aside to do the things that are going to make you happy, whether that is decluttering your home, whether that is self-care, 
whether that is checking into a new career, trying to figure out what would make you happy if you're in a job that's no longer fulfilling, or if you have your dream job, maybe it's that you want to even climb the corporate ladder and you want to have more success. And so you take time to go through career um, training. Maybe you do more professional development so that you can really solidify your knowledge and be an asset to your company. Whatever it is, you know, we all have different situations, but we can all benefit from putting ourselves out there and taking risks more and living our lives thoughtfully and in the present moment. So many of us don't do that. We don't live our lives intentionally. And what I mean by that when I say we don't live our lives intentionally is we just sort of go through the motions and we go through every day. And that's when our lives start to feel like Groundhog Day, where we wake up and it's the same thing over and over again, same thing, different day. So you are, I say this all the time, I'm going to continue to say it until you get it in your head. You are the best investment you will ever make. Investing in yourself, investing in you is the best investment you will ever make. Whether you do that on your own and you find free tools and resources to help you, or whether you decide you need to hire a coach and have sessions with a coach to help you get you where you need to be. Coaches get you results. I am living proof of that. If it were not for a coach that I worked with, I would never have created a podcast. I would never have a Facebook page. I would not be doing Facebook Lives. I would not have a book. I would not have my own um, Oracle deck. All of these things, they're done because I had somebody behind me showing me my potential and giving me guided steps to get where I wanted to be. And I love that. It's awesome. And it was the best investment I ever made. And I think that you guys are the best investment. And when you invest wisely in yourself, you will sparkle for sure. All right, guys. Well, I wanted to pull a card for you today, and I actually pulled two cards. And the first card I pulled for you is from the Teachings of Abraham deck. It is, I practice the science of deliberate creation. Giving thought to anything is creation. Giving deliberate thought to anything is deliberate creation. So whatever we are deliberately thinking about, we are creating. So make sure that you are thinking deliberately about the things that you are wishing to create, not that you are hoping not to create. The second deck that I use today is the Heart Thoughts deck by Louise Hay. It says, I learn something new every day. Life is a series of doors closing and opening to new experiences, sometimes learning experiences and sometimes joyous experiences. It's all part of life, and I am safe. It is only change. Absolutely, guys, it is only change, and change only comes about to make us better, to help us learn, to help us grow. So don't fear change. Fear staying the same and being bored with your life and being stagnant. That's what you should fear, not the change. All right, guys. Well, if you want to make real change in your life, you can book a personal one-on-one coaching session with me. I honestly recommend a package, but what I offer for people is that you can try one session, and if you like it, we can turn it into a package. You save a little money doing a package. 
I have 60 minute packages and 90 minute packages. And you can purchase those on my website. You can also call me for a discovery call. If you go to my website, you'll find my phone number there. It's melissaoatman.com and you will get my phone number and you can call me and we can just talk about what I can do to help you. And it's a free discovery call. It's about a 10 minute call. So if you wanna set that up with me, you can absolutely do that. You can just call me anytime. And um, also I offer readings too. Some people find readings helpful in getting clarification. So those are all available on my website. Don't forget to follow me on social media. I go live Mondays at 6.30 Central on Facebook where I do a free card reading. If you show up for the live, I'll pull a card especially for you. If you like this podcast, please subscribe. Please leave a positive review from wherever you're listening. Leave me some stars on iTunes. And the greatest compliment you can ever give me is to share my podcast with others. I want to thank you so much for being here with me today. I hope you have a beautiful day from wherever you are. Try something new. Step out of that comfort zone a little bit. And I will talk to you soon. Bye, guys.